Hello and welcome to the third episode of Finding My Voice, a podcast I started just to push myself to keep voice training uh, and find my voice in my uh, transition and my personal journey in exploring who I am and how I wish to express myself. And uh, as I've said before, um, it's not just going to be about my spoken voice, of course, even though uh, I will be working a lot with that. And I would like to hear comments on my progress. <laughs> and um, uh, yes, it's going to be a lot about role-playing games and some writing. But right now, yeah, I still have a lot to say about role-playing. So I will continue. But first, but first, I will give some advice about voice work because I do hope that this can help some people who are on the same journey as I am. I know I'm lucky with never having been cursed with a very deep voice and my acting training prepared me for the voice work ahead of me. I have seen that a lot of the tips and um, instructions you can find online, though brilliant as I'm sure they are, are very technical and hard to understand, even for someone who's done professional voice training before, even though the training I did was not um, was not uh, for feminization specifically, but a lot of the technical uh, exercises are very similar. They're using the same language and the same techniques, etc. Um, so uh, I think I'm gonna give three pieces of advice right here, right now, for any other translators that wanna work on their voice. Uh, the first one's a no-brainer that nobody wants to hear. The second one is a simple exercise that everyone can do. And the third one is a little technical, but bear with me. If you if you can wrap your head around it, it's going to help a lot. All right, the first one. Time. Patience. Um, it's going to take time to get where you want to be. I've been working a lot, and I've made a lot of progress, and I'm still not where I want to be. But I'm getting there, and so can you. Um, but yes, it's going to take time. Uh, the wrong puberty messed you up and that sucks but uh, you can retrain the muscles around your voice um, uh, the, your voice box <laughs> I don't know if that's the word for it but yeah uh, you can retrain the muscles to not use the extra cavities that were forced upon you when uh, you had a testosterone induced puberty uh, and the more you do it, the better you get at it. So just do it and do it and do it. And it's gonna it's gonna mean hating the way you sound for a long time. But you just have to you have to go through that, and you'll come out the other end, and it'll be great. So yes, that was the first episode. That's the first um, advice that everybody already knows, and nobody wants to hear. But we all need to come to terms with. The second one is a more fun one. Uh, it's one of the exercises, but it's the I think it's the most helpful one to be honest. Um, and also the most simple to explain, because uh, one thing you have to you have to be you have to be ready to sound silly. And if you want, you can do that uh, when you're on your own, um, no one around you in your own room, because um, you have to train the muscles that lift your voice. It's not necessarily trying to squeak, but your voice needs training and exercise in that range, uh, and then. You can just do the exercise of, of, of talking like a squeaky cartoon and then slowly relax down to a more natural place. And when you go back down to a more natural speaking tone, you can land slightly differently than where you started. Uh, and you can actually land at closer to where you want to sound. Uh, like 
Um, or I'll, I'll just do it. I'm going to talk like a squeaky cartoon here. Obviously, you don't want to walk around in day-to-day life sounding like this. It's very, very silly. And uh, I can, it can be painful because it, it marks what you want to sound like. But it's a very good exercise because when you start relaxing and bring the sound down slowly, you're going to walk past a few points along the way that feel kind of good. And then you're going to land somewhere where that wasn't where you started out and uh, here we go I'm actually quite happy here and it's hard to land here I sometimes need to do that squeaky exercise to find myself here but the more I do it the longer I can maintain it um, and the easier it is to find it again and as many other trans people who have done this for a lot longer than I have say eventually this becomes the norm and then uh, speaking like you used to actually becomes tricky that's when you need the technique to go back to it and that's where most of us want to end up and that's you know when you're there <laughs> crack open the champagne baby that that's a good day um so that's something you we all can do and it's helpful it's really helpful now the third piece of advice um is a little more technical so if you if you if this goes over your head don't worry about it do do the first two well there's the only one the first one's just do it but yeah um it's uh, one thing we often talk about in voice work is uh, find where your voice is vibrating. It sounds silly because, you know, <laughs> we're vibrating all, all over. Um, but you can get a sense for where the center of the vibrations um, of the vibration is. Um, I know this might not be scientifically accurate jargon. Uh, it doesn't have to be. If it's a placebo effect, it's fine. Uh, we just want the results. It doesn't matter how we get there. Uh, so what you do is you make a tone, a note, um, and you just feel where it feels like you vibrate the most. Uh, that feels like the back of my throat. Mm, that's by my lips and my eyebrows up here. And when you start feeling like where like the lower you go the deeper your voice is going to be you know singers often talk about your head voice or your chest voice um that's what it is uh, find find where you're vibrating the most when you're making a sound and then you can experiment with sounding different by moving by trying to move the vibrations just imagine vibrating somewhere else and that actually the sound tends to follow um that is a very useful trick when you're just talking to someone and you feel your voice slipping and you, you're not sure of how you want to sound uh, what you can do is just just focus on projecting your sound forward and upwards you want to vibrate close to your forehead like between like uh like aim for your the back of your teeth and then upwards because um, it does help it does help a lot um I know it's tricky if you haven't done any actual voice work before, but trust me, try it out. If you if you can't master this, fine, go back. Go back. The other ones are fine. The the other ones are are good things to practice on. Um, but yes, imagine imagine there's a little hole between between your eyes actually, and imagine that the vibrations, your sound is like a is like paint. Like a take, pick your favorite color, and and you're making this paint spray out of the hole between your eyes and out and forward and up and imagine that the paint is the vibrations and if you if you just try and picture that 
And while you're talking, that's how the sound comes out of you, as paint from between your eyes. It's going to help um, re you reach that kind of sound. And that's a little that's the visualization technique you can do when you're talking to someone. They're not going to know what's happening in your head. You're just going to sound better. I, I suggest you try that one out as well. So those three times. Um, don't give up. Keep doing it. Uh, do the squeaky exercise, then go down and relax, and then try and vibrate forwards and upwards. Um, if people are on this the same journey as me, but earlier, this can help you a lot. Just like role-playing can. Role-playing was so important to me. Um, now I am out, but I'm gonna keep role-playing because it's just so wonderful. Uh, and um, I suggest that you try it. This works for trans men and non-binary people as well, by the way. Uh, if, you, if you're not ready to come out, you can play a character that's closer to who you are than, uh, than what people see you as. So you don't have to come out. Uh, if, you, if you are um, uh, a signed male at birth trans woman in a group of friends of all, of the, all others are, as far as you know, cis men, uh, you can just tell them, you know what, I'm going to make a female character, uh, and because we're in the game, you should respect, you know, the character and, and, and address me as you would the character, and just to respect the game, they will. Even if they don't know who you really are, they are, by accepting your fiction, meeting your truth. So it's safe. I mean, your friends are probably safe anyway, but it's it's can be it can feel secure to start this way. And if you're the friend, by the way, uh, don't push anyone. Um, I'm guilty of pushing sometimes, but all right, push gently. Just just make sure everyone knows that you are safe. You are a safe space to your friends. If someone needs to come out to you, you are safe. And if someone doesn't come out to you, it's not your fault. Uh, it could be, I, I suppose, but. Not necessarily. You can be very close to a trans person and there can be external circumstances that makes it hard to come out to you. It's not always uh, because of you. So don't, I don't want to put that on anyone. But yes, in a role-playing environment, accept each other's characters. Some people might be experimenting with themselves. That's fine. And nowadays, since a lot of role-playing is done online, um, this is brilliant for people who are in the situation I was in. Uh, if you just start doing this voice work, you can join a role-playing group online and just work with your voice there and play a female character and you're going to hear people back who hear you as a female and uh, I shouldn't use the word female, it's creepy, but it's female character, but here you play a woman or a girl and, and, and they will accept who you are and, um, and that's going to help you feel secure and help you try out and find out more about who you are. Maybe, maybe it turns out you're not binary after all as you thought you might be non-binary or the other way around you might have thought you were non-binary and well yeah all I'm saying is use this in role-playing it will help you find yourself and express yourself and it will give you friends for life when you find the groups that accept you no matter what so there's a lot to unpack there the technique the uh, the security they just role-playing experience because it's just it's just fun, just fun to experience role-playing, um, and uh, everyone must do it. <laughs> so um, yes, I, once again, I managed to talk about my journey and tie it back to role-playing games. Um, I think someone asked me uh, about 
um, my hormones because yes I have been on HRT hormone replacement therapy uh, for almost 15 months now and there have been some significant and amazing changes uh, and they asked me specifically uh, to to talk about how that correlates to a specific character I played in the group that they play in and that was a great question thank you and I will touch on that but that's going to be a longer episode than this is going to be I need to prepare for that one so that's going to be a great episode so stay tuned for that this is going to be next or the one after that uh, so if you're curious about uh, the effects um, that hormone therapy can have come back for that but now it's time for a sonnet and again if you haven't been totally convinced that you need to start role-playing then come follow me to distant lands to worlds beyond what eyes can see where as the dice fall from thy hands revealed our fates will come to be through dungeons deep or battlefield at court's great hall or peaceful glade Explore fantastic worlds unsealed, and every bond two hearts have made. With shackles broken they will see, once free from prison of the mind, become who they were meant to be, a champion of greatest kind. Take my hand, challenge the fates, the journey of your life awaits. Now, if you don't start role-playing after that, you have just failed as a person. Sorry. Okay, that was mean. Sorry. Um, um, yes. But, yes, I think it's no, no secret that I love role-playing, and you should do. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you have any questions, if you have any questions about role-playing or, um, or my transition or voice work or whatever, I love a comment, and I'd like you to ask it so I can bring it up uh, in a future episode because... That's I love being a help. <laughs> I love tra- I love teaching cis people about trans people because the more cis people know about us, the better it's gonna be for everyone. And I love attracting people to their role playing hobby because that's where everyone needs to be. Love you all. See you later. Bye bye.